Please be seated. Good morning. Alaska has long been a magnet for dreamers and misfits. People who think that the unsullied enormity of the last frontier will patch all the holes in their lives. The Alaskan bush, the wilderness, is an unforgiving place that cares nothing for human hope or longing. John Krakauer, Into the Wild. In 2007, the author John Krakauer wrote Into the Wild to capture the imagination of many people, including myself, who had just graduated high school at that time. I'm sure that my parents were terrified as I read that book, with great admiration and awe of its protagonist. The novel and the movie, they tell the story of a young man named Christopher McCandless. McCandless grew up in a wealthy suburban household in Fairfax, Virginia. His parents ran a very successful consulting company out of their house. Christopher saw their success, but he was disillusioned by the boring, sedentary, unfulfilling nature of their lives and those around them. After graduating from Emory University in Atlanta in 1990, he packed everything in his yellow Datsun and drove west, that land of opportunity which has tempted so many. Along the way, McCandless did the unthinkable. He took the $25,000 that his parents had saved for him for graduate school and he gave it to charity. How's that for your Lenten practice? He burned all the money that he had in his wallet. He abandoned all of his personal possessions and his car, and then his name. He adopted the alias of Alexander Supertramp, and he made his way across the United States, stopping here and there, hitchhiking, working odd jobs, and weaving his life into the lives of small towns and blue-collar institutions, just making a paycheck. In his journey, he was subjected to pangs of hunger and bouts of homelessness. And in his thirst for adventure and his primal enjoyment of living on the edge, he became somewhat disillusioned by the dark side of human civilization. This prompted him to escape. And so he decided to head off for the frontiers of Alaska, the wild, the last frontier where he would learn to live off of the land and finally finally leave the demons of humanity behind. At least that's what he thought. Alex's time out in the wilderness began as pure, unbridled freedom. In this time of his life, he wrote in his journal, the joy of life comes from our encounters with new experiences, and hence there is no greater joy than to have an endlessly changing horizon for each day to have a new and different sun. It's romantic. It's idealistic. However, as his time in the wilderness goes on, he begins to see nature's cruelty 
just as he saw it in the small towns and cities in his journey out west. The demons that he witnessed in vagrant camps and on the city streets, in his hunger and in his homelessness, the demons in suburban homes and the picture-perfect neighborhoods that he grew up, the demons that he thought he was fleeing were just as present in the wilderness that he now inhabited. It's because those demons came with him into the wild. They followed him. The demons of his life made a dwelling in his soul. And the dark realities and the solitude of the natural wild of Alaska, it brought those demons to life just as the slums and suburbs of which he fled. For example, as McCandless wrestled with hunger and his time living in this abandoned school bus miles and miles from civilization in Alaska, salvation showed up in the form of a moose a precious source of food and life. Alex kills it. He tries to preserve this moose, to eat it, but swarms of flies consume the carcass right in front of him, rendering the moose inedible. McCandless is heartbroken by this, stricken with anger at the brutality of nature and with guilt that he had not properly acted and dressed the moose. It was a waste. In his journal, he writes of this great tragedy, that it was one of the greatest faults of his life, one of the greatest mistakes that he has made. Not long after this, at the end of the story, a misidentified plant, a poisonous one that looks like an edible staple of his diet, leads to his sickness and then to a painful death. The Alaskan bush, the wilderness, is an unforgiving place that cares nothing for human hope or longing. Into the Wild is the story about Chris McCandless's journey and adventures, but it also taps into this dynamic that is present in all people, a dynamic that is especially relevant to us as we begin our journey in Lent. We all wrestle with wilderness. No one, not one of us in this room, will make it through life without entering wilderness's wild frontiers. We all journey in to wilderness. In the dawn of humanity, we made our shelter in wilderness. We learned to fear the dangers that lurked, lurked in its shadows. But then we found the warmth of caves, the safety of bonfires. We became hunters and gatherers. As time went on, we learned to use tools and we ditched. After a time, we built stone walls to protect us from the wilderness. And then we got creative with our buildings. We used elements of wood and stone and fire and metal and water to create these more permanent places to live and to grow. We gathered our homes together. We began to form communities, and we started making structure where business could be had, where worship could be held. Giant cities formed, full of people, far from the wilderness from which they sprung. We made great houses of worship, great masterpieces like the temple in Jerusalem and like this building that we sit in today, the 
cathedral of all souls. And in our safe and ornate walls, we praise God that he has led us out of the wilderness. After thousands of years of this progression, we now find ourselves in a world where the natural wilderness for which we were so familiar with has been pushed to the edges. Wilderness like the Shining Rock Wilderness just a few miles west of us has become a foreign place. So out of place with our everyday lives. And in that we have traded one wilderness for another. A new, more terrifying wilderness. A wilderness of noise. A wilderness of distraction and pollution. Though generations of human progress have enabled us to tame and subdue wilderness, it has not banished the demons that we faced there. I think this is what McCandless discovered when he was out there in that bus in the Alaskan bush, the great wide open, that the wilderness that he was fighting against, the darkness of humanity that he was fleeing, the demons that he needed to face, they weren't out there. They were in here. If there is anyone that can relate with that sentiment, it is Jesus. In today's gospel from Matthew, Jesus journeys into the wilderness and he is led by the Spirit. And he is confronted by Satan in the desert, in the Judean wilderness. And while I am sure that Jesus battles with the very real dangerous elements of the wild, the heat, the lack of food, the lack of water, animals, his real struggle lies within the human wilderness. We see Satan, the adversary, play upon every obstacle, every great threat that lies within the human heart. Pride, power, greed, ego, control. Jesus is tempted by Satan to create his own food, transforming stones into loaves of bread. Satan is hoping that Jesus might choose his own desires and hungers over what God might provide him. Jesus is taken to the pinnacle of the temple and he is dared to throw himself down. Satan is hoping that Jesus might forsake his father's trust, trust his own faith instead. Jesus is tempted by Satan with all the kingdoms of the world. And the deceiver is hoping that Jesus might choose greed, money, and material wealth over the riches that a true, authentic relationship with God might bring. Jesus battles all of it out in the wilderness. Pride, power, greed, ego, control. The dangers of the wilderness are not out there. They are here. As Christians, we are called into community. Each of us has to wrestle, though, with the internal wilderness that we all carry around with us. We have to wrestle with our wilderness on our own. We have to come to terms with the specific battles that face us and invite God into those battles with us. 
That is how we do this Lent. For myself, I continue to battle against forces that might have me numb myself to the hurt and injustice of the world rather than to see those evil with, with clear and, and focused eyes. Perhaps like you, I find myself pitted against a machine of consumerism that is constantly preying on me, on my phone, my computer, on my commute. What sort of demons do you face in your wilderness? And how can you use this Lent, these next 40 days, to address them, to look them in the eye and invite God to join you on this Lenten journey? In this great structure we have in all souls, in our, in our safe and our well-constructed walls, we have the great fortune and faith of knowing that Jesus is the peace for which the world belongs. Jesus is the peace for which the world deeply hungers for. We know that Jesus is the only true escape from demons which haunt us in the wilderness. For he is the one who has faced the demons of the wild. He has faced the demons of the city. He has faced the demons of the soul. And they have all submitted to him. And he has given us the strength to face those demons as well. And when we attend to the wilderness of our own souls, when we fight that fight, when we face the demons that we carry with us, then we free ourselves to offer aid to others in their struggle. We walk with each other. We offer assurance that our journeys is theirs to take. We offer them that they are not alone in this process. How will you look out for your neighbor this Lent? Friends, God is with us in these next few weeks. The angels wait upon us as they waited on Christ. So let us once again go into the wilderness, into the wild. Let us go where Jesus has gone before. And when we do, may we find there not Satan and his temptations of the human soul or some idealistic specter of adventure and escape like the one sought by Christopher McCandless. But may we find a new resolve, perhaps a peace that passes all understanding, one which would have us do as the psalmist bids us this morning, to be glad, you righteous. Rejoice in the Lord. Shout for joy, all who are true of heart. Christ is with us in the wild. Amen.